Well, hello and welcome to Await. I think that is the other podcast that I host. Hey, hey, this is Bill. Welcome back. Gamers Lounge episode 144 had some uh, unforeseen difficulty two weeks ago. And yeah, I, it was kind of kind of a headache getting uh, getting the first episode of the return out. But we're back. The podcast feed is humming along. Things do not seem to have crashed, and as long as the scheduling worked, this episode will also be out on time. So I'm kind of excited to be back. I hope all of you are. Uh, let me go ahead and give a little intro. So in this episode, remember last episode we talked about Moonstone, Tom and I had a great conversation. Well, we got Tom back, we got Richie on, and we wanted to take a chance to talk about something coming up that I think um, any listeners over in the UK will be excited about. Uh, any listeners, uh, Yoris, I mean you, over in Belgium should be excited about. And that is anybody who's a Moonstone fan should be excited about. And that is Goblin Fest 19. So I would do it a disservice uh, jumping in and trying to give all the information myself. Uh, what I will do, though, is let us introduce the other two and, well, jump right in and let them describe it. joined today by two amazing goblin and we're not talking little goblins we're talking mean goblins riding pugs with uh helmets and lances uh richie and tom from the moonstone goblin king games in in moonstone universe how are you guys doing hello bill hello very good <laughs> Was that a, uh, uh, should I not have, uh, have, have picked, uh, you know, Doug the Flatulent as your, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, he's, he's still our poster child for the time being. He's still one of our most popular. And that's yeah. only because you guys don't have a Scotsman working there who can be boom boom, right? <laughs> well, it's well. funny you say that. <laughs> While I'm not Scottish, that character is actually <laughs> largely based on me. Uh, okay, See, and I would have sworn it was it was somebody named the Flatulent based on you, Richie. <laughs> oh, if I didn't know you, Bill, <laughs> you can go off, people. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, good. Um, it's busy, <laughs> very, very busy. Yeah, that seems to be the tag word lately. Yeah, I mean, uh, for myself, I, um, I'm, I'm working full-time on Moonstone at the moment, so the weekends and the weekdays are all, all of one to me. They're all just uh, mm. churning through an everlasting to-do list, but um, did manage to get out and have a Sunday lunch. Very British. <laughs> <laughs> and my to-do list just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It, it's like, you know, you, you complete one project and suddenly two more come along. Right, right. Well, we got you on today. 
not because, you know, in a very short period of time, we said Tom was so well received, we want to reveal even more <laughs> Moonstone stuff. Surely that was the case. Uh, well, <laughs> I've been, been absolutely stuffed. <laughs> now that I think about it, actually, we are revealing even more stuff, although I'm not sure how much of a reveal it is because it's uh, it's been out there a while. But you guys, in a complete move of zany British insanity, decided to, a year in, hold your first convention. Yep. <laughs> I, yep, absolutely. I'm in awe. It's it's something that's... It, yeah. <laughs> um, I still don't know entirely why I I, I thought this was a good, big idea, but um, it, um, it seems to be pretty good so far. Uh, it's called Goblin Fest, and it's being held on July the 5th to 7th in this year, 2019, um, down at Firestorm Games in Cardiff in the UK. Um, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. I will actually be there. So my I wife know. and I have uh, have have our travel uh, aligned, and uh, we're going to be coming in. My wife's going to go wander wander Cardiff with uh, with Tom's uh, significant other, and I'm going to. Uh, yeah, yeah. So is my wife, and uh, and I'm looking forward to having more impetus to paint my models. And I just want to point out. <laughs> Anything I show up with that looks like it might be bare metal, it's not. That's true metallic metal. <laughs> Your non-metallic skills have got really good recently. Exactly. <laughs> I think we should point out, we, we're well aware that we're not a, a giant company with a huge fan base that can pack out a convention center all on our own. That's not what this is about. It's a multi-game event. Um yeah celebrating indie gaming basically and, and we're, we're inviting a whole load of other companies uh exactly. of our sort of size so why don't we jump into that like other than you know richie not knowing why he was possessed to do this i mean running conventions is cool we've we've all gone to a variety of different conventions walk me through the thought process and and what has gone on to well, get this set up and sort of yeah, uh, if, if I can jump in there. Yeah. Um, so essentially, um, it all comes back to an event that Tom and I went to a fair few years ago now, probably 2016. To, was it Tom? Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was run um, by um, a friend of ours, and it was a similar idea. It was um, an indie game uh, event where people who were not your big names turned up to demonstrate their games, to run events, and people turned up and played them and took part and had three days of fun, basically. And we loved it. We really enjoyed it. And we thought it was something that in the UK scene didn't really exist. And when they didn't do a second year because of one reason or another, um, I thought at the time, you know, that's a, that's a real shame. And due to a conversation between myself and Tom, basically came out, we go, well, well, why don't we do it? You know? <laughs> because if no one else is doing it, we loved it. Other people who went there loved it. Why don't we do it? You know? And, I mean, it's, 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 I mean it's, it's on a slight tangent almost. I mean, it's kind of a similar thing with Moonstone itself. You know, a lot of the time we went, well, why don't we just do it? <laughs> you know? And this event was called um, DAFCON. Yes. And, um, it, very different from any other convention I've been to. There's, there was multiple games running very small tournaments of sort of um, 
six to 12 man concurrently and an absolute, you know, a really big demo pit. That was kind of one of the main attractions was, you know, people who were interested in learning about new games coming and, and trying things out. And yep. you can kind of roam around, kind of pick a mixing between various different systems and looking in, you know, the cabinets. And, and it was, again, hosted in Firestorm Games, the same as where we're planning on uh, hosting Goblin Fest. So it, nice. it's very much along those lines. Um, obviously, one of the things that I really liked about it was the um, how it caused a degree of cross-pollination almost, where fans of one game would turn up because they knew their game was going to be there. They would get to play all the others, and as a result, everyone is enjoying all these different games. And it's almost, like I said, it's almost like cross-pollination going on, where one game is feeding off the other, and it just helped. It just helps everybody to grow. So how are you structuring Goblin Fest? Um, you know, I, I did not get a chance to, to attend DAFCON back in the day. I do remember when it was held. I have seen, like, we have Adepticon here, which is massive now. I mean, yeah. I think they're getting, you know, well over uh, or close to, to 1,000 attendees, which for me is pretty massive. Um, but um, but they have big games, small games. They started as a 40K tournament and have really grown out. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, and this is where I'm getting into, you're focusing on sort of smaller, like you said, indie games. So yes. how do you how do you structure that so that there is good cross-pollination? Um, it's a combination of things. Um, one of the first things is it's approaching other companies and saying, um, you know, either we love your game, would you like to come along and do something? And that doing something can be anything from having a demo table to organizing a small tournament. And when that happens, if you're having a tournament going on, you, you know, we, we so again, um, via DAFCON, we found out that the, you know, people do respond to putting up in advance like a timetable. And people can therefore nominate times so if, if there are tournaments going on. So they can go, right, I'm at this tournament this time. And they know what's going on. And they can take part that way, um, but of course you also have you know drop-in games, what they call uh, uh, pick-up games, um, and all sorts of other different things on the side going on. So the idea being that even if you haven't signed up to any of the tournaments, be it an official tournament or a small tournament or whatever, there's still events going on all the time that you can take part in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've really answered that. No, 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 no. That makes sense. Now, how do you, like, when you're talking to the other companies or when you're planning, like, when you're planning your own events, right? When we look at the Moonstone events and whatnot, are you you being conscious and trying to make sure that, okay, normally a Moonstone event would be, you know, whatever, we have an hour and a half or two hours playtime and Mm -hmm. half an hour in between rounds, and now you have to kind of go... Okay, well, now maybe we're going to be a little less competitive. We're going to leave you two hours between rounds so you have time to go check out other things. Oh, absolutely. That's, you know, that is very much a thing. That's part of the reason why it's a three-day event, you know, starting on a Friday, finishing on a Sunday. So you can kind of spread things out slightly and keep things at more of a, I don't want to say relaxed um, feel, but uh, I don't want to say casual either, because that's kind of uh, both those things have kind of connotations to it. But it does put, provoke of a more you know beer and pretzels environment. Okay, you know people can enjoy think, themselves. Um, you can socialize, and that's one of the other good things about it being a three day event is because yeah. we did launch via Kickstarter and we had backers all over the world. When we ran a tournament um, uh, earlier on in the year at Firestorm, we did actually have somebody coming from Germany. Mm-hmm. Now. 
that's pretty impressive to just come over for a one-day tournament. Um, if it's a three-day event, it's perhaps a bit more realistic to imagine people to travel. Well, a lot of the feedback we had, and this is part of the thing as well, it was part of an incentive to do this, was loads and loads, as in, you know, more people I can count in my hands, saying, I would love to go to this. The travel, however, makes it not worth it for one day. And, and just go, well, purely for myself, I quite like the idea of going out uh, in the evening for a few oh, drinks. Hell yeah. With, uh, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Guys. Come Sunday, I, it's going to be a very interesting experience. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming you guys, uh, you know, you, you guys know where all of the uh, good drinking establishments are. And, you know, Goblin Fest will just uh, retire to those. Very likely. I mean, it does help <laughs> that the um, the venue itself has its own bar. Well, there we go. So, so you know. So we know that Moonstone is going to be there. I do want to dive into what is the plan for Moonstone across the weekend. I'm assuming that's going to be the bulk of the events. But before we do that, let's finish with that and finish very strong. Who have you already reached out to and what sort of non-Goblin King games events and games and whatnot are are already signed up and are going to be there? Okay. Um, We've got three confirmed and one that we're hoping for, we need to pull a couple of strings, so I'll, I'll mention that as the last. Um, the first confirmed, amazing guy, um, the game The Drowned Earth. Um, and this is a, br- I don't know if you've heard of this or if you've played it. It's a I, I actually game. followed the Kickstarter. Yeah, it is such a good game. The guy who owns it in his, his company, I mean, I say company, it is one guy, and what he's done is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, James, he is awesome. Um, I, I mentioned this to him. You know, I've known him a little bit um, via the internet and that sort of stuff. I, I reached out to him and I said, look, you know, I follow you guys via Kickstarter. Would you be interested in this sort of thing? And he's been, he's been amazing. He's been like, yep, yeah, absolutely, sign me up. <laughs> Um, we've also got uh, the game Mythos by Paranoid Miniatures, uh, who we met via DAFCON originally, um, and we followed them during their Kickstarter, and they again, they've been brilliant guys. Um, really, really friendly. So they again, they, they should be there at least, if not running a tournament, they should be at, at least running demo tables. Um, we've also got confirmed uh, Mr. Mike Marshall, uh, famous from the uh, Fool's Daily podcast, who is running his own, currently, the only the name has been announced, and that's Tales of the Iliad. Oh, okay. So that's a big, you know, I'm, I'm quite curious and excited to see what that's going to be. Um, the, last, the last one who's so semi-confirmed, as it were, is um, Gaslands. Um, nice. The, the creator unfortunately won't be able to make it which is why it's a it's a semi-confirmed um however he's helping us trying to see if we can get some um what do you call it, volunteers to come along and help out and to run some events and all of that because it's you know it'll it'll be a success obviously it's, you know it's a brilliant game you know it goes down so well it's the perfect event for that sort of game um so it's kind of you know we're hoping that's going to be there we're really hoping and it looks like it should be we just need to find a couple of people to help out with this and uh i uh, think gaslands now is was picked up and licensed by osprey right that's correct yes yeah that was actually last year was a very very big hit at adepticon mm. um i don't I I cannot name a day of Adepticon after the vendor hall opened. I didn't walk past a table with people playing Gaslands or hear people talking about running out to the local 
toy stores <laughs> in the area to buy Matchbox cars to come back and play Gaslands. Yeah, exactly. It's such a fun game, and it really scratches the right you know itches for so many of us. So yeah, so we're really hoping we can pull through the last bit of the threads to get that there. But it looks like it should be, which is great. It'll be brilliant. Oh, that's exciting. Um, and likewise, if anybody's listened to this and they know something or they want to demo something, absolutely, please feel free to do so. Um, you know, we want as many games there as possible, and as many you know people playing those games. So you know, that's what's confirmed so far. We still have a fair few months to go. We can still pull in more, though. Now, there's all of new uh, games designers out there who who we're not yet aware of because they're yeah. still in stealth mode. And this would be a perfect time for them to reach out and set up a table uh, and and test their game out to the public. That's great. Now it sounds very much. And correct me if I'm wrong, like the focus is on miniature games. Now, I don't know what, what Mike's game is, but, you know, I know, I, I remember Mike from a miniature gaming background. So, yes. you know, when we look at Moonstone, when we look at Drowned Earth, when we look at Mythos, those are, and Gaslands for that matter, those are very much miniature tabletop wargaming-esque um, flavor of games. Yes. Is that an intentional thing, or is there also a thought that, you know, basically, why no role-playing games, why no board games um, added into um, the mix? There's actually a couple of reasons behind that. Um, one is that, as a general rule, that's what our personal focus is. We okay. tend to prefer those games. Um, also, because of how the industry tends to be, there was a lot of people who we have had experience with, therefore it's obvious, you know, they're the people you can grab straight away. But um, that, but we are not limiting it to just that. We are aiming to have role-play games, including our own role-play game. Uh, oh! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I thought we were spoiling things here. <laughs> Technically, there's no spoiler. If you, if you were to have a look at the internet, if you go to go to moonstonethegame.com forward slash goblinfest19 HTML, or, or just simply you can go to Moonstone the Game and take and have a look at the link to the Goblinfest link. You can see we have mentioned right there um, the uh, certain highlights and events include the Moonstone, the role playing game. Very so yeah, so nice. we are having uh, we're having at least one RPG there. We're hoping some other people for you know bring your own games and, and you know host those sort of events. Um, and I think Dan's doing a dungeon crawler. Yes, yes, as well. that's correct. So people that like that style of game. Oh, that sounds like fun. Very cool. Yeah. So we're hoping for an awful lot of fun. You know, it should be great playing into the into the evenings, having some games, having some drinks. You know, you know, taking some playing some different card games and all this sort of stuff and just, you know, enjoying the social side and the, the fun environment. <laughs> and, and, and we will try to uh, uh, expand this multiple times or state this multiple times to the cast, but I, I suggest people go to the main Moonstone page, moonstonethegame.com, and click on Community to go to Goblin Fest because Richie is 100% literally accurate and not really with his link, which is has a bunch of dashes and yeah. dots and <laughs> other things in the HTML. <laughs> so, but, uh, wow, I be, okay. I may be reading it at the moment. <laughs> so, that brings us to Goblin King Games. What 
I, I mean, walk me through this this deep variety of events that are that are you know yours. Uh, what are we What do we have to look forward to on the weekend? Well, I mean, we are looking at we're trying to put out as much as we can for the people who attend there. You know, we want them to have a brilliant time where they're not sitting around being bored, and so we're trying to make sure that even if they don't go for any other game, we can provide that ourselves. So one of those things is the roleplay game, yep, which is something that we've been working on for a short while, um, and we currently have a. We're, we're hoping to have on the day of the probably pretty much the first proper active, you know, beta test social event going on there um and that should be very very interesting because of course part of the idea being that the events of this role play of of how this test takes place will affect how the game moves on nice. uh, whether you know so if if there's a significant you know law events that happen you know you can guarantee you know as the chief law writer that will feature in them in the overarching story and um it, you know, it, it's still because we will still be within the beta phase of the game production. It also means that people will be able to, you know, make suggestions and help things out and, you know, get involved, which is something that, you know, myself, I love to do with other games. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's going to be very, very interesting. Um, really, that is one of the things in particular. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm kind of anxious about the entire event <laughs> but that in particular that because you know the roleplay game has kind of been a little bit of a baby of mine for a while so i'm really it's yeah very eager to see how that's going to is going to play out but i'm very excited about that um in terms of that but we have other things as well uh we are of course also making sure that we are running um probably not a tournament but definitely demos of the game that kind of started it all in a way with uh, First Law Override. Okay. Which, again, I'm kind of excited to, uh, because, you know, it'd be nice to get, to, you know, to kind of dust off the uh, covers of that of um, that one, because, yeah, brilliant game, brilliant game. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we are also going to be hosting the official 2019 Moonstone Grand Tournament. And that's going to be great. We're going to have prize support, um, some special things, and it should be really, really good. So the grand tournament is uh, typical. So is it a typical one-on-one heads-up Swiss pair type of competitive event, or exactly? Okay. Yeah, I was wondering which way you guys would go with that, since there is such a um since moonstone is built so well to go all the way up to four you know three and four players mm-hmm. i was wondering how much you were going to exercise that side of the the game what I might do, um and I've, I've known magic the gathering tournaments do this you might have the main tournament on the saturday but then there's a bit of fun a double-headed giant tournament uh yeah. on sunday for example nice I, be- I believe that is actually part of the plan i believe it, it's not <laughs> Double-headed giant works better than the chaos, using Magic the Gathering terms again, uh, version of multiplayer, because the the version of multiplayer where it's all the all is very political, and you could easily imagine two friends 
kind of helping one another out to, to do well, whereas someone who's turned up at the tournament on their own, you know, being picked on. So we don't want to do that kind of thing in a tournament setting. That's great fun, uh, beer and pretzels in your local games club with people you know. But the double-headed giant version where you, you've got an official ally at the start of each game and you kind of play with your ally. So it's, it's, it's basically doubles, doubles tennis. Um, that version, I think, could work quite nicely. Well, you just completely threw out the window, Tom, my entire plan to say, since I'm coming from the States and I'll probably be the only U.S. person there, I should get an advantage in the chaos play, <laughs> and I should get eight models to everybody else's three. <laughs> well, if you need that big of an advantage. <laughs> hey, I will take every advantage I can get. <laughs> Maybe we have a handicap system like, like they have in golf. <laughs> uh, Actually, that and might work. Course, then you just play for the smallest number of moonstones, smallest number of points, right? How can I forget? How can I forget? I forget of course, there's the other thing. That is, of course, the design a character seminar. Ooh. Which I am very excited about. Um, we are doing um, where people, you know, you can get involved. We're having a seminar. Our artist is going to be there. And the idea is, is that via player suggestions we will have um, designed a character card that will then feature in the next book as it were nice. and that's that's gonna be very interesting i know a lot of people are quite uh, the, the few people i've spoken to about this they sound very interested about it i know during the kickstarter there was um, a lot of involvement with the creation of uh, diana queen of the fae a lot of people liked the fact that that was created via a vote um and so, you know, that should hopefully be done very, very well. Um, our artist is very excited about it. He's really quite eager to uh, get involved with that. So that's going to be good as well. Now, are you going to be doing, uh, like, are you going to be using the time, I'm hoping, to do some sort of keynote for 2019 or, you know, introduce the, the full Goblin King staff, those types of things? We oh, will. Yes, it, won't be, it won't be a big grand, you know, we've got no illusions of grandeur, um, but we'll definitely be doing like a Q&A and, and yourself. A... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I was going to say, if you're going to do a big, a big thing, you should do it at your own event. <laughs> yeah. Rich, Rich will be the one wearing the gold cloak and crown. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, but we'll we'll put up a um, a presentation of spoilers and and plans for the you know upcoming releases and and um, Q and A and a bit of backstory on ourselves and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. So is the I, I don't know if this is something you guys run into over there or not. Uh, one of the things I've seen here is a lot of conventions, when they're first getting started, uh, run into the 24-hour conundrum, right? They they have event space that may not be open 24 hours, and, you know, of course, everybody falls back, and you sort of plan around that. What's the situation over there? Are we looking at something where we run until, you know, 10 at night, 7 at night, whatever it is, and then everybody yeah. kind of heads off to... To hotel and drinks and food. Exactly, that's that's exactly it. The ve the venue itself isn't twenty four hour venue, um, so therefore you've got until their hours. Um, off the top of my head, I've got I don't I'm not sure exactly what they are. Um, I think, but things can be somewhat flexible on the on their hours, um, but we you know we we don't want it to turn into a graveyard either. You know what I mean? There reaches yeah. a point in the evening where people don't want to play games; they want to go out and um, 
and chat and drink yep. instead. Yep. So, so we'll, but, we'll know, a realistic time to end each day. And one thing that's for certain is we will be very vocal about where we're going that evening. So <laughs> we're hoping that there'll be a lot of people then going to the same place and we'll be able to carry it on in, in other directions, as it were. Nice, nice. Very nice. So what is, for the wayward traveler coming from, I don't know, Germany or Belgium or even the U.S., perhaps, what are the... Like, what's the vision? What are the, what are the big things that I need to make sure I sit down and do while I'm there? Well, ultimately, the first thing is have fun. I can't stress that enough. You know, the um, I've even said in second paragraph on the page, our aim is to promote a fun environment for fans of tabletop games. That is the first thing. Um and that is the crux of the entire event itself is it's not I mean, there is competition obviously but the the point is is to have fun with friends you know that's the first thing um the next thing is of course is to make sure that if you're interested in moonstone which i'm hoping you are um, <laughs> that you're present for any seminars we have for any reveals we have and there will be reveals i can guarantee there will be reveals um, and if you're interested in role-play games, you take part in the RPG, like was mentioned, but also the demo pit, because the demo pit, like like Tom said at DAFCON, is such a hive activity. Um, I've never, I've never, I've been to other um, to, um, events and I've seen things. I've never seen anything quite like that sort of demo pit where you've got all these people getting together. It's this bustle of activity, and there's so much new things. Even depend, regardless of how many games there are, everyone's doing something different, and it is such a fun experience to try these new things and walk away and go, that was just awesome. I'm definitely getting that game on, playing that game. And, of course, because it's being held in a store, um, we've got agreements with the owners that as long as the game providers are are able to bring stock, you can buy the games there. Nice, very nice. So, you know... if you're the kind of person that likes to say, I saw it there first and I knew them before they were cool, then this (laughs) is (laughs) the place for you. Okay. So do you have any predictions? Will Tom be playing in the Grand Championship to make sure he holds his title (laughs) as champion? (laughs) I I can't promise it. (laughs) it, It's too embarrassing if I don't win. So (laughs) I'm too busy. I'm preparing. I'm organizing things. There you go. There you go. I would like to, though. I would quite enjoy playing in a in a larger right. tournament, but no, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to bow out. I think. Are, are we predicting that to... Daniel will just steamroll everybody? I think he will at the moment. Yeah, but you know, we've got a few months to go, and there's a lot of uh, activity on our players group. People are playing lots of games. People are finally picking up some of the nuances and subtleties. So I think we're going to see some pretty good players. Um, the, the, a couple of my uh, early playtest players live locally, so they'll be there. So they could be pretty high standard on some of the top tables. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's exciting. Yeah, very. <laughs> so I am. I am super excited. I think this is this is an appropriate time to say what was that web page and how do people sign up? Yes, so that was a cue for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the webpage is moonstonethegame.com and then you can go to community and then Goblin Fest. Um, 
In terms of signing up, we are we are about to. It's not active yet, which is, which is why I took a little second because I went, oh dear. <laughs> we are about to have tickets go to, on sale um, via um, Firestorm Games website. Um, which let me just grab that address for you now because I realize I haven't got that open yet, which is a bit silly. Is that the um, uh, the battlefield? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is battlefield. Um, so yes, so you'll be able to you'll be able to hope soon. I need to actually get onto them about that. But yes, you'll be able to buy tickets. Um, they have um, a one day pass, two day pass, or three day pass, and it will be available there. They'll be taking your details, which of course they'll be passing on to us. We've got numbers and this, that, and the other, and then. Much, um, in maybe a month or two months' time, we'll be looking into putting up the event schedule and booking and all that sort of stuff in terms of where do you want to, you know, which part you want to take part in. But because of the free flow of a lot of it, you know, there'll be an awful lot, like I said, demos and all that you will not need to book to be part of. Okay, great. So it's, uh, what, do, what do we got here? The battlefields.co.uk. And then events, I think, from the from the homepage. But that is yep. linked from the Goblin Fest nineteen uh, page on your website. Um, we're talking about Firestorm Games in Cardiff, Wales. Yep. Which yep. I have been told Wales is part of the UK, but not part of England, which is good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, uh, and I have looked. I can say for anybody traveling in. Um, I will be staying at the Marriott, which seems to be, I don't know how much walking distance, but on a map, it looks like walking distance. It looks very close to the venue. So uh, people should stay there. That way I have. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I think it's, I think it's not far at all. So um, we may even be there ourselves. I, we there. haven't actually booked our uh, accommodation yet, but um, <laughs> if you're going to be at the Marriott, then I think that's a, a very strong possibility we'll be there too. <laughs> so, and um, July 5th, 6th, and 7th. Yes. Now, if I show up in my full American flag regalia <laughs> with fire fireworks, it, it, that's acceptable, right? I mean... We're, we're celebrating Americans' independence in the UK. They'll probably go down well in Wales because Welsh people hate English quite often. Yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> you'll probably but, be uh, you know, welcome as a brother in arms. But wouldn't but wouldn't that be a day later though? It is. It's a day later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, what will be best be is. Like, I mean, wouldn't that be like wearing white after Labor Day? Which I have no idea what that means. I just see it on a lot of television and film. Uh, As a British person, I have no idea what that means. So I will say, my wife was a little concerned that we will be in London at, uh, well, the way she asked me. And she said, so are we going to be able to watch fireworks on the 4th of July after all? And I said, well, <laughs> sweetie, uh, we're going to be like in London. So it might be a little inappropriate. She went, well, but Why? We call it Trek Day. <laughs> <laughs> there are no fireworks. <laughs> uh, so we force feed you tea. I, well, you know, there is that. There is that. <laughs> uh, I kid. <laughs> I have to completely admit, I am super excited for this. Um, when you guys originally mentioned it to me, I was. Uh, my only holdup was being able to arrange travel for that time of year, and once that was done, I uh, I am super excited. I have already been pushing people like Mr. Yoris out of uh, Belgium to uh, 
get on the, uh, get on the ball to get over there. I'd be absolutely delighted if Yoris could make it. He was, yeah. he was fantastic during the Kickstarter. Absolutely. So. And no, he's a Drowned Earth player as well. So, yes, um, so this could be good. I, and I got to say, I'm kind of intrigued to see Drowned Earth. I, uh, I'm, I had missed that they were going to be there, and having followed the Kickstarter, I am intrigued with that as well. So. They've got some absolutely magnificent demo boards, jungle themed mm. demo boards, and at least three or four of them that they've uh, been bringing to some of the UK conventions. So hopefully they'll bring at least one or two along to uh, Goblin Fest. Yeah, that'll be great. And what do your boards look like? I mean, the, going through a terrain build, when do you start that? Because that's got to be utter well, madness. We, we've got it sorted. We have got <laughs> the most beautiful board uh, for this year. Um, it was made by Mick Green, who's one of our local players. And it's... Um, Wow. I, I, <laughs> you need to come to see the board. It's absolutely incredible. It's, um, it's set in Fern Colt. He actually uh, read all of our fluff and found exactly the right place that we wanted. It's mountainous and snowy. It's got um, a river running through. There's a waterfall. There's a water mill. There's two bridges over the river. There's a huge great mountain with a wizard's tower on the end of oh, uh, the wow. top of the mountain. Uh, coming off the wizard's tower, there's a balloon you know, like the the balloon you might have seen for the gnomes, um, perched above the the battlefield. You can lift up the mountain. Inside the mountain, there's a mine. You can go into the mine. You can use it for the scenarios. All of the insides of all of the buildings are painted. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's got, <laughs> got these, um, these tight, you know, it's so much detail. There's even uh, tiny little posters attached to the tavern. You know, the tavern um, sign is all painted. Um, it, it's it's honestly, you know, I almost yeah. cried. Uh, it is, it is it. amazing. Now, how am I going to fit that in my luggage to bring home after I win it at the championship? <laughs> oh, and let's not forget the uh, the sign, Tom. Don't forget the sign. Oh, the finger sign. The finger oh, sign. Yeah. So, so amazingly, we we had to actually pull out the map in our own rule book to see. Whether all because there's a, a have you ever heard of a finger sign? It's maybe an old British or European no, thing. What is that? It's, it's a normal signpost, but they used to instead of having arrows at the pointy ends of the sign saying which direction to go, they had they used to put a, a hand, a finger okay. pointing. Um, very old fashioned. Well, he kind of took that idea and made us a little sign where he sculpted a hand with the finger pointing up to the sky and the and the pieces coming off, uh, di- giving directions to the various different towns in Torva. Oh, um, wow. And he's got it absolutely bang on. You can place it right in this town centre, and it's pointing at all the right places. And we actually had to look up our own map and go, bloody <laughs> hell, like, this is all damn accurate. Also, the um, the mountainside has got faces carved into it, um, yeah. kind of like Mount Rushmore, but it's a fairy and a gnome. And, and the, the, the pointed noses have got little tiny icicles hanging off. And there's there's leaves embedded like because it's kind of an autumn wintry scene there's like leaves embedded in the water effects and they're even like piling up by the rocks because he's paid attention to what direction the water would be flowing in and yeah it's amazing so, so essentially so i'm what assuming we're there's is... going to be a sign up to play on this table at this point <laughs> well what we did in our last <laughs> tournament is we we didn't allow anyone to play on it until the the last game uh-huh. um top table. Um, so the yeah. top two players got to play their their final game on that board, 
Uh, and that worked quite well because everybody wanted to reach the top table to have, you know, to get to play on it. So we may do the same thing again. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, essentially what we're saying is come for the games and the fun. <laughs> stay for the amazing board. <laughs> that, that's what I'm hearing. I, I, although, I don't know, Tom kind of sold that as come for the amazing board, stay for the games <laughs> and the fun. <laughs> I thought that was clear. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, gentlemen, is there anything else you would like to uh, share with the erstwhile listener? What to say? What to say? I mean, there is so much going on at the moment in terms of behind-the-scenes development, be it additional characters and books and game modes and all this different stuff going on. You know, it's it's. What do we what do we talk about? I mean, the one thing I always like to plug is to join the Moonstone Players Group on Facebook. Oh yes, because which is, which is now public. Yes, it's now public. Yeah, so anybody can join. And see previous comments, and there's there's just such a lot of activity on it. It's always worth checking out. I think I said that before, but it's we always stuck it on the end of all of our um, Kickstarter updates as well because yes. it's it is a really nice little community. Everybody in there is really friendly and supportive, and um, great place to ask any questions or find out the latest news. Well, and, and I have to say, kudos because you're closing on four hundred, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's great to see things growing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and to be and to be active as well. It's you know, it's a real pleasure for me every time I log on to see um two or three new posts from uh, people showing off their painted miniatures or talking about a game they've played. You know, I I absolutely love that part of this job. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on and sharing this with us. I am hoping that once I get to Goblin Fest, I will be approached by the listener and the listener will be like, I heard about this (laughs) on the Gamers Lounge and that's why I'm here. Well, let's be fair. I came for the scenery. I stayed for the games, (laughs) but I heard about it on the podcast. (laughs) Well, I hope we're going to have a live podcast. That's for certain. We'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It may be a really little recorder because I have to carry it from the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. 